All right, bradcooney.com. I'd like to welcome in Hollywood actress Christy Farris. Christy, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. I appreciate uh, reaching out to me. Yeah, man. I love Twitter. I so, love Twitter. It's like all about supporting one another. Yep, yep. I, I recently interviewed uh, uh, my, my man from Sons, Sons of Anarchy, uh, Amelia Rivera, and... Um, and then I saw you out there, so I wanted to grab you and see if you wanted to do an, an interview because you're a busy girl. Um, oh, man. Let, yeah, I know you, you've just been busy as heck, man. So let's let's start off. You you recently, um, I think you told me you did a shoot for, for somebody. Um, you just got back on the 17th, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, um, I just returned. Uh, I was shooting a film with uh, an independent filmmaker. Um, we call him uh, Mike Legend, but... Um, well, that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, that's his name. But uh, he shot a couple of indie films, and he reached out to me through a friend. I actually had posted on Facebook. I was like, hey, just putting it out there. I'm going to do an indie film. You know, mm-hmm. holla. And next thing you know, people started reaching out, and uh, this particular uh, person, we had a mutual friend, so we discussed the project, and I said, well, let me read the script. Can you talk a little bit about the, the the character that you played, or is it? Are you still? Yeah, no, no, no. The character's name is Faith, and um, it is somewhat of a faith-based type project. It's about a young lady who is not really a churchgoer, um, and then out of the blue, she feels like God told her to to go and um, to do this project to work with kids and animals, but. She doesn't like kids and animals. She's like kind of confused, and her family's looking at her like, what the heck are you doing? Because, you know, you don't like kids, and you don't like animals. Um, so she goes through that journey and um, ends up, you know, meeting a person and so forth. So that's pretty much her journey, and it's just her trying to figure out if she can, um, you know, get through her fears. Nice. Yeah, nice. so it's, it's nice. We have uh, Ted Lange from uh, Love Boat. He played Isaac on Love Boat. He's in it. Uh, Tracy Ross, who played my mother on Passion. Mm-hmm. He's in it. Um, Charles Malik Woodfield, he was in, um, gosh, he's been in a lot of different films, but I know he was on One Life to Live. He was also on um, in the movie Temptations. Um, oh, nice. The Temptations, yeah, the Temptations movie, so cool dude. Busy girl. Now, I want to talk about Ted a little bit because you had mentioned to me that he's a mentor of yours. Um, this guy, I've heard so much good stuff about him over the years. I've never met him, but I've loved him. I love Bo. He, was, he just comes across as a just a just a bundle of positive energy, man. You know, he's the biggest, happiest guy. Talk about him a little bit and how you guys uh, met and your relationship with him a little bit. Or so, 2005, and 
somebody was supposed to show up to do this, um, to host this event, and they didn't. And I was, I was hosting an earlier event, so they were like, Christy, can you, you know, they, I ran into someone, and they were like, Christy, can you host this event with Ted? And I was like, well, uh, <laughs> you need me to? I was on my way home, but they were like, please. I was like, all right, fine. So, um... I ended up doing it with him, and we had such a good time. It was such, again, a positive bundle of joy. And then he got my information, and out of the blue, I get a call, and he says, listen, I have this, you know, part for you that we're doing a reading. Would you like to do it? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> so, so I did it, and then we ended up doing it as an actual show, got rave reviews, every star, like, from, like, back in the day came out to see the show. Everybody from Love Boat and Cooley High and, I mean, all these great people came out. And I was like, wow, this man is connected. Oh, yeah. So then, <laughs> then he called me again and put me in his next project. The first one was called uh, George Washington's Boy. And you can actually find that play online. Um, you can get the, the paperback or you can get it in mm. uh, e-books. Um, we did another one called, uh, I can't remember that one, and then the latest one that we're doing right now is called um, Lady Patriot, and we are actually performing that one in Virginia, um, the 23rd through the 25th in Richmond, Virginia. So if you live in that area, definitely come out and check it out. It's called Lady Patriot, and it's placed instead in the... Um, during the 1800s, during um, when the Civil War was uh, happening, mm. and it's about, well, gosh, how do I, there's a leak um, in the Jefferson Davis's house, which is the, the president of the Confederate, um, and so they're just trying to figure out who the leak and who's passing mm. on information, so it comes from a woman's point of view, which has never been done, I think. Um, it just gives a different perspective about the war. And how fitting is that it is going to be filmed, or not filmed, but played in Richmond, Virginia. Exactly. Very Civil War-ish, kind of a southern, you know, southern state. Yeah. There. Yeah, yeah I think it's going to be amazing. And uh, we have, um, you know, Ted, Ted wrote it. We have another guy named Lou Beatty who's on uh, Meet the Rockers with uh, Betty White. He's oh, on man. Show. Well, yep. Um, we have... Um, Robert Pine, who's also in it, he, uh, Robert Pine was on that show Chips, he's been on a lot of different movies, and he's Chris Pine's father. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, so I'm sure everybody kind of knows Chris Pine. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so it's, it's been a bundle of joy, and I've never, I've never been with actors who are so amazing like this. I mean, I just... I'm honored to be a part of it, you know, to be a part of the story. Doesn't it make a huge difference just to surround yourself with positive people? Yeah, you know, to be, I think also, too, because I mentor a lot of young people, it's amazing to be around somebody who's mentoring me. Mm. And Ted will just, when I'm kind of going through different things, because at some point in time, you, you question your your choices or you question your career or you can question, you know, as an actor, you know, I question myself as an actor sometimes and Ted will like, he'll just look at me and say something and I'm like, how did you know that's what I was thinking or going through? Like, how did you know? Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, and then he just gives me that look like, you know, this is what I do. And Wisdom. Has, 
Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's so amazing. And, and again, all of the people that I've been surrounded around, you know, that have come, like, through the, um, especially, especially, like, the, the guys that, and the girls who've come out of the, um, there's a theater that's in New York City that, you know, that started, uh, Whoopi Goldberg got a start, um, mm-hmm. you know, Luke Gossip Jr., and, I mean, like, all of these, Glenn Turman, um, you name it, all of these people came out of this theater um, through Woody, Woody King is the, um, the person who kind of started all of that and got everybody on Broadway and then from there became big stars, Denzel Washington, all of them. Um, I'm sure Morgan Freeman as well, Danny Glover. But getting the chance to meet all of these people through Ted, I mean, it's just, and hearing his stories about, you know, all the people that he's met over the years, and mm. I just sit there and look at him like, wow, all the people who came on his show, you just sit there and you, you don't have anything to say. You just kind of soak in all of the information, you know? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You mentioned Morgan Freeman, who's from Clarksdale, Mississippi. And I live in Mississippi. I live just north of New Orleans, just just pretty close. Um, Morgan Freeman's a guy who, man, I, I haven't met him, but I would love to sit down uh, over a glass of sweet tea and just pick his brain for a couple hours. Oh my God! Can you imagine what that would be like, especially with that voice? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I want to walk behind people and just narrate, like with his voice in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. I haven't had a chance to meet him, but I'm sure he's a blast. Oh, of course. All right, so let's get back on you. Um, man, I'm looking at your resume, and it's 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 just stacked, and it's I'm sure it's going to get even 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 better as your career progresses along. But you was on Passions uh, on, on NBC as a regular. Um, Castle, which I love, I love that show. Um, guest starred in Lincoln Heights and Scrubs, a recurring role in Scrubs. Um, yeah. Just great stuff, man. Talk about your experiences on on, on all, just just on those three. We we can talk for hours on this, but touch on you know the highs, the highs, and uh, what you got out of working on those kind of projects. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I I started. I knew what I wanted to be when I was like four. Like I was just one of those kids that was just really determined to become an actress. I knew what I wanted to do. Um, my mother was amazing, single mom, who just made sure we went to the best schools that had what my brother and I wanted, you know, mm. growing up. Um, and then, you know, and, and I'm kind of digressing from your question, which I'll go back, but sure. I just want to encourage everyone that if you have a dream, a vision, a goal, um, I just read The Alchemist, which I think is an amazing book. I literally just read it like two days ago, and I'm, I'm going to write my, my blog on that. Mm-hmm. Because it really talks about going after your goals and your dreams and not letting anything distract you. And I want to encourage people that if they have a dream and a goal, just stick stick to it. Don't let anyone try to tell you that you can't do it. I remember I had a counselor who basically told me that, you know, I wasn't going to get into the school that I wanted to get into, which was Emerson College in Boston, Massachusetts. They said, you know, you have a 2% chance of getting in there. And when I went to the audition um, for the school, the guy literally told me right there on the spot, Michael Nash, he said, hey, what do I need to get, what do I need to do to get you here? Oh, wow. And, you know, everybody else had to wait for, you know, an acceptance letter, but he literally told me right on the spot. And the same thing happened when I went to L.A., when I moved to L.A., you know, people were like, oh, you're not going to be able to get an agent, you're not going to do this, and... I well, yeah, I didn't 
have to look for an agent. The agent found me. And then I ended up booking like seven shows in six months. Wow. And I just had that determination. Like, I didn't know anything else. All I knew was that you went to college and, you know, you go after your career. Whatever you major in, that's what you end up doing with your life. And I just always had that mentality. And I never let anybody try to tell me that I couldn't make it. Mm. Now, with that being said, um, going to the passions time, I had this pilot called Spider, ended up being Spider Web or Spider Games on um, on MTV. I had booked this pilot. I was all excited. I was like, yes, I'm going to be a star. And I'm just, you know, they gave me a standing ovation after we shot the pilot and everybody loved me. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and the next thing you know, they recast me. Mm. And I was devastated. Mm. I thought my life was over. You know, I had just started in, in the, my career, and I was like, oh, my God, my life sucks. And, <laughs> you know, I was like, what am I going to do? And I'm never going to book anything ever again, and I'm not a good actor. And, like, I went through all this, you know, torment in my brain that I made up and created, which was all lies in my brain. And I just sat there and was depressed for a little while. And then, finally, God was like, okay, pick yourself up. And I just started serving. Like, I started going to church and just, I think I was there, like, almost you know, like five days a week, like helping the kids and mm -hmm. working with the students and tutoring and just to get my mind off of me because I was in such a, I was in such a bad place at that time because I really thought my life was over at that time being, you know, being young and not having any life experiences. And um, next thing you know, I ended up having the audition for Passion, completely messed up my first audition. They gave me a call back, messed up in my second audition. <laughs> they called me back again and said, you're testing for the show, which is you, you interact with one of the other actors. Messed up in that audition again, you know, and then booked the role. And um, it's a testament that the one thing people have to realize in their lives is that, you know, what's meant to be yours will be yours no one can take it away from you and you can't mess it up mm. so do what you need to do go after be prepared and just know that no one can take anything away from you so I don't compete with other actors I don't get jealous of other people um I literally go in and be the best that I can when I go in my auditions because no matter what I can't mess it up and no one can take it away from me very well said, man. Now that casting director must have seen something in you, though. They must have seen yeah, something. Yeah, must be something. Yes. Yeah. I promise you, I literally messed up, like argued with her. And <laughs> <laughs> she was like, like, hey, so how old are you? And I was like, I don't, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not going to tell you my age. And mm -hmm. we went back and forth, and then I completely messed up. I was like, I'm not listening. I'm sorry. Can I start again? Can I start again? Again? Can I start mm. what, again one more time? And she was like, what the heck is wrong with this girl? But she called me back, and then yeah. I did the second audition, messed up again, almost broke the table because I leaned on a glass table and like <laughs> idiot, you know. And they called me back again, and then that third audition, I you know messed up in the same spot. I was like, can I start again? And, and then I, you know, I nailed it. I nailed it. Mm. And, you know, and then I was on that for three years. Now let me ask you this: um, acting is. In my opinion, not anybody can act. Some people say, yeah, anybody can do I don't think so. Um, I think you have to be born with a gift to act, and then you can finite your craft by going to acting school. Am I off base on that, or am I kind of accurate? 
hard one to answer. I mean, I look at somebody like, I mean, I've seen some people who were not good actors who ended up, who were, you know, rappers and mm -hmm. singers, and I've seen them get better, you know, with the right acting coach and the right person. Um, but I also believe that the really good actors, the great actors, I think it's an instinct that they have from the very beginning. Yeah. That's, that's so, well, that's a good way to answer it. Yeah, you know, I, I can't say people can't get better because I've seen people get better. Um, I've seen models who are not actors who are horrible and now, you know, they're, they're, they're good. They're good. I'm like, okay, I believe them. You know, Will Smith. Are you going to win an Oscar? You know, no, maybe not yeah. at this moment. But I think if people, here's my thing. I think if people really study and they really want to do it and they have a passion and a drive for whatever it is in life, I think they can do anything. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't, and it doesn't matter when you start. Like, I know Morgan Freeman, I don't think he got his big break until he was like 54 or something like that, something like that. Mm -hmm. He didn't get his break until he was like way older. So mm -hmm. it's never too late to start anything. I think Will Smith's a good example. He, he was a rapper out of, yeah. out of Philadelphia, he was just a hip hop guy. Um, but he got better yeah, and it. better and better and better. I'm like, okay, you know, and I loved it because I was a kid, so I was sure. like, look at this, he's great, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, ha ha, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, but like when you go back and you look at the chase, I'm like, is he like saying all of the lines, everybody's lines on the show, so like, you know, he's literally saying everybody's lines, like mouthing everybody's lines on mm -hmm. the show, um, but then you look at him now and you're like, you know, he, and he's a great example of somebody, he actually talked about the alchemist. He was the reason why I read the book. Mm. He talked about it, you know. So, um, and my favorite quote that he says is, well, everyone else was sleeping, I was up working. Oh, yeah. Think about that all the time. While everybody else was sleeping, I was up working. Really? That's very well. Good point. Yeah. The other one was uh, Wahlberg, man. What about Mark Wahlberg? He's a guy, new kids on the block. You know, remember that band, New Kids on the Block? Yeah. And Are you kidding me? I lived in, I lived in Boston. I used to see them. They used to come there you up go. and Tower Records all the time. I used to be like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And, 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 and he's, like, landed huge roles. And, 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 you know, he's been in some really, really good roles, too. I mean, mm -hmm. good stuff. Gotten better. So what's next for you? What, what, do, you, what do you got? What, what do you, what's, what's any big things coming up? I do have a few. Um, I have a small little scene or a small little part in uh, a movie with Robert Redford and Nick Nolte, so I'm excited about that. Oh, wow. That. Nice. Um, yeah, so I, I shoot that um, in May um, in a couple of weeks, and then um, I'm doing my play in Richmond, Virginia, um, again, called Lady Patriot, so if you guys have a chance to check that out. Um, that would be great to have people come out and support and tell me that you, you know, you heard it on the podcast. Absolutely. Um, and then um, I have another project that I am up for, so I can't really talk about it, but if it goes, I am going to be so geek and excited about <laughs> it. <laughs> well, I got my fingers crossed for you on that one. Please, so just take that with me. Back with 
definitely yeah. cross our fingers yeah. for you on that one. Who who yeah. who do you look up to? Give me give me some people that really influenced you um, in in the movie world. Um, who do you just you know? Who, who's somebody you have not met that you would love to meet in Hollywood? person that I want to meet before I die is going to be Sidney Poitier. I met him. I, I met him. Oh, I just want to just beat you. Okay, I said I'd never get jealous, but I'm jealous. You know what? I, mean, let me, I hate to, to interrupt you like that, but I'm going to tell you how I met him. I met him flying to Los Angeles. I, was, I, was, I took a plane from Houston to L.A., and I was flying to L.A. to cover Manny Pacquiao's training camp. He's a boxer, a world champion boxer. Um, and his gym's over on, on Vine Street in Hollywood. But anyway, when I, I didn't know Sydney was on my plane until we landed in LA. And I was actually like waiting for my luggage and I heard that voice. I heard that voice, so I swung around right away. Like, like my neurons weren't connecting all the way yet. I wasn't sure who it was yet, but I knew, I knew that voice. So when I turned around, he was like five feet away from me, and this huge bodyguard was next to him, and I asked the bodyguard, I said, do you mind if I shake his hand? He goes, no, of course. He he loves to shake your hand. So I walked up to him, and I said, Mr. Pottier, it's an absolute honor to meet you. And he looked at me, he smiled, he goes, and it's an honor to meet you, young man. And I was like, wow. (laughs) You know? What was really horrible is I. It was this is back when like cell phones did, didn't have like cameras on them and stuff, so I couldn't get a picture with him. But I had the memory. I had the memory. He shook his hand. It was just an honor. So tell me about why. Why is it? I mean, I know the easy answer, but talk about why. Why you look up to him so much? I mean, he's just. He just. He's just such a, a wealth of class and information and wisdom and. You know, there's just something about him that I think I would actually cry if I ever met him. You know, I I would probably be like, oh, (laughs) I just love you and thank you for for setting setting it up for people like me. You opened the barriers and the doors for African Americans. So true. Four of us, 
and Sydney Poitier was one of them, the daughter. Mm. And she goes in, I think she goes in first, and she, you know, she's in there talking, she's doing whatever, and all of a sudden you hear this big, huge laughter. Now, the reason why that is significant is because the, the stuff really wasn't funny. You have to make it funny, you know? Mm-hmm. You, when, as an, as for Scrubs, Scrubs stuff writing is not funny. You, as the actor, have to find the funny on the page. Oh, okay. And that's something a lot of people don't know. Like, if you just see the script, you wouldn't, you, if you're not a good actor, you're not going to be able to know how to make it funny. Gotcha. So, nobody was really laughing that big, you know what I mean, in the audition. So she goes in, and she does this thing, and all of a sudden we hear this big, <laughs> and all of us girls, we kind of look at each other like, oh, shit. And we look down at our page, like, what? and we're going through the pages, and we're like, oh, my God, like, what did she do? Like, what was so funny? Now we're all kind of panicking, right? You can just see, like, everybody just went white, and we're all black. So it's, like, kind of hard to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So... stuff that's good yeah, stuff that's my story my story and I'm sticking to it absolutely man it's a great story and, and you know you bring obviously a, a talent to the table that, that, that grabs people um, so that's something to be proud of but you also were on Moesha which I used to love that show um, can you talk a little bit about how that how that how you booked that uh, that role let's see Moesha um, yeah because I've already heard of that one I know I did two episodes um, you know I just was I was a ball of fire back then um, <laughs> when I first you know when I first moved to LA like I was I was just on fire I was determined I didn't have a job you know I was still in school and I knew all I knew was that I needed to make money by being an actor because I didn't I didn't have any other skills I couldn't answer phones I can't remember taking you know spelling people's names because I'm dyslexic so I was mm-hmm. like I can't be the secretary and I just went out there and I remember meeting Steve Harvey and um, I was an intern 
starting a crop football for the Steve Harvey show. And I, you know, went in and was like, hi, how you doing? I'm Christy, you know, and he's like, who is this little girl? He's like, what do you do? I was like, I'm an actor. He's like, are you good? I was like, I am the boss. And they laugh, and you know, they're like, they're laughing, and they're like, all right, give me your information, give me your, your picture resume, and we'll see what's up. So, um, so his manager now, which is Rashawn McDonald, worked on Sister Sister, so I gave them my information, um, and I ended up booking Sister. I ended up booking Steve Harvey and Sister Sister. Now, how I got Moesha, because now I actually remember the story. Um, I was just again a bold young lady because I was working on another show, and I went in. Um, and dropped off my picture and resume and, and was just like, hi, Christy Paris. <laughs> and somebody was like, they were like, wow, she's a bold little girl. And next thing you know, they called me in and two days later, I booked uh, Moesha. And then a week after that, I booked Sister uh, Sister. And the show that I was working on while I was, when I went in to Moesha was a show called City Guys and another one called USA High. So all of them were all in the same place. And I just walk in their office and was like, here's my picture and resume. And they just so happened to meet a girl that looked like me at the time. And so I booked it. That's good stuff. And I think your confidence, confidence, time, a lot plays into it, huh? Talent, confidence, timing, um, all kinds of yeah. things play into booking these and roles. Too, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I'm, you know, yes, I would definitely... Because I was just naive. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that people didn't book stuff. <laughs> I just was like, well, this is what I do. You know, so I just went in and did my thing. But, you know, when I was going to the auditions, yeah, I was scared out of my mind. But somebody told me something. They said, listen, you know, it's like a million dollars to shoot a show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Every minute is like $10,000, if not more, every second, mm-hmm. every minute, it costs money. So when you go into that audition, and you're, you know, there's, I mean, not audition, well, when you're working on a show, and especially if you're like a guest on the show, you know, you're only on there for one episode, they don't want to have to worry about, can you get in there and deliver lines? And are you going to mess it up? Mm-hmm. Are they going to have to keep doing it over and over again? They want to know that you're worth that money because it's not just the money that they're paying you. They're paying somebody else 400 grand a right. episode, you know, as, as well as all the other stuff. So even though I was scared, you know, and I felt like I was going to go to the bathroom by myself, <laughs> I just had to walk in there with the confidence because I wanted them to know that I could do it. Mm-hmm. And even when I was working, I was still scared out of my mind. Like, my girlfriends and, you know, my friends were scared with me all night long. They were like, oh, my God, I'm going to forget my lines. And they would be up at me 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. But mm-hmm. when I walked on the set, I walked in there like, yo, what's up? I'm that shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's just, you have to... They just want to know that you can get, that you're not going to freak out and and not be able to, to pull through when when the cameras start rolling, and that's really what it what it all boils down to. So you have to have confidence in this business. How does it feel when you get approached by fans that want pictures or autographs, or when you go back home, or or when you get recognized in in uh, California? How, how, how does that make you feel? I mean, it's it's always nice to be acknowledged. 
college for your work. I think that goes with anybody who, you know, it doesn't matter what field you're on, when somebody recognizes your work, I mean, you know, what an honor. Especially like, you know, I was out yesterday, I think you saw those pictures with uh, the people from Moesha, I mean, um, mm -hmm. Martin. Um, I was hanging out with all of them, Carl Payne and Tommy Ford from mm -hmm. the Martin Show. And of course, people were like, you know, because I'm in Atlanta right now, you know, they were like, oh my God, I know you, Passion. Well, Passion's aired so long ago. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you liked my character and that you remember me from something that happened like almost 10 years ago, it means a lot, you know, it's, it's cool. Now, the only thing that can get to you sometimes is when people don't know how to say goodbye. Yes. Like they want to they want to hang out with you all night long. Like, yay, if you want to approach and say, hey, you know, I recognize you from such and such. I really appreciate it. You know, can I grab a picture? And most of the time I'll offer. I'm just like, hey, you want to grab a picture? Let's do it now. Let's hurry yeah. up. You know, I'll do that. Um, just so people don't feel awkward because I know what it feels like to feel awkward mm -hmm. when you want to ask somebody for an autograph. But at some point in time, like some people want to, you know, stay there and hang out with you and they want your telephone number and they want to do, yeah. like, okay, wait, hold on. You know, I've had people, I've gotten mail from fans that were a little crazy and so, you know, you have to be careful and I can't let everybody be my friend. Right. So. You know, I, I talked to Mario Lopez. Um, um, he's actually a fixture at the Wildcard Gym. He works out a lot in there out in, in uh, Hollywood. And um, he's a good friend with Freddie Roach, the owner of the gym and, and Manny Pacquiao's trainer. Um, in fact, my first book that I published, Mario and I posed in the back cover together. Um, nice. uh, yeah, he's a real good guy. And I asked him about the same question I asked you about, you know, about people coming up to him because this guy was on the treadmill trying to get a workout in and he was being approached like you know every three minutes somebody was coming up to him while he was trying to work out yeah. and that's what prompted yeah. me to ask him and he says yeah he goes you know it comes with the it comes with the the the, the program it just comes with it when you when you you know when you're a celebrity yeah. he goes and i don't mind the pictures and autographs he goes like and just, so he answered just like you did it's an honor people recognize you he goes but what i do have a problem is when i'm with, when i'm with like my family um yeah. eating dinner yeah. you know those are the times when yeah. it's, it's it's kind of an inconvenience yeah because i, I you know i did this fanfare for for passions actually and um i spent you know we spent like five hours um, doing this fan event, I made sure, because I'm the type that will stay there and, and get every single person. You know what I mean? When I'm doing this fan event, that's what they're there for. That's right. what, you know, the fans are what helps and makes you. And so, you know, I'm there to make sure everybody gets their autograph. Well, after, after the, um, after the event, um, you know, we're, we're at Universal Studios and, I'm now with my niece and my nephew who are like nine and ten. Well, afterwards, they wanted to hang out with me, and I was like, listen, I, I, I spent five hours with you. I literally spent a lot of time with you. I need to spend time with my family now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, I can't hang out with you the rest of the day. You know, I'm, I'm with my niece and my nephew. I don't get a chance to see them often, and, you know, at that time, they were young, and I wanted to spend time with them, and I didn't want them to feel weird. But that's when you're like, okay... And that's the same thing that I was just saying, like, no one just said goodbye. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, and, and and I'm nice compared to a lot of, you know, some of my other friends that are like, 
you know, they, hey, they're like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, well, but, you know, they're also, they're bigger, they're bigger, and they probably get it. Yeah, it's got to get old after a while. It just it just has to. It just has to get old. I mean, people. So you know, some actors have paparazzi like hiding in trees in their yards trying to get photos. And oh yeah, um, oh yeah. I've, is, I've had situations like that with um, um, Char Jackson, who um, we were hanging out a lot back in the day, doing some projects and stuff together. She was on Malicia, and her situation had to do with. Um, you know, Britney Spears and Kevin Federline and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Down and, and I swear to God, like, it was it was insane. Like, paparazzi was everywhere. We couldn't go anywhere. I mean, it was, you know, I ended up in the magazine as though I was his girlfriend. I'm like, I'm not the girlfriend, <laughs> girl. You know, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm not the girl. I'm not the girlfriend. I'm not sure, you know. Wow. Like, it was, it, and, you know, they would bump, they literally would hit her car with the baby in the car. So that they could get a picture of the baby because they wanted a picture of the baby. That's insane. That's hit insane. The car with his car. That's insane. I mean, yeah, that's that's way over the top. Mm-hmm. Well, Christy, it has yeah. been an honor and an absolute joy to speak with you, and I and I really appreciate you giving me this forty minutes or so, forty five minutes of your time. Um, before I let you go, though, I want to give you an opportunity to share with all your fans out there how they can follow you on Twitter and Facebook. Um, and just maybe touch on some closing thoughts for the fans. Uh, yes, so you can um, follow me at uh, Christy Ferris. That would be anything, Facebook, Twitter, and I'll spell it. Christy is C-H-R-Y-S-T-E-E, P as in Peter, H-A-R-R-I-S, so Christy Ferris. Uh, and that's for Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, and if you get a chance, once again, I'll put a little plug for um, the show that I'm doing in Virginia, which is um, going to be May 23rd through May 25th. Um, and I'm going to tell you what the theater is. I don't know where it is. I can't find it. There it is. Uh, uh, geez, we—I don't even know. Take your time. Shame on me. No, you, you, okay, cool. Yeah, get it. Just look, look, look for it. We'll wait. Okay, so cool. So the box office. Um, it says www dot, and it's m o d l i n dot richmond dot e d u, or you can call eight o four. And if you tell me that you heard it from this podcast, I'll make sure that you get a chance to meet the cast and um, Ted, because Ted Lange from Love Boat will be there, obviously. Nice. Um, and the rest of the, yeah, the rest of the crew. Um, yeah, and then um, I've been touring my one-woman show in Search of O, which is about waiting until marriage at 27 to have sex and the fantasy versus the reality of that experience. So uh, I will probably be coming to a city near you, or if you have an organization, I would love to hook up with you guys. Maybe I can come perform uh, to your organization. And you can also find more of that on www.christyferris.com. That is There's good stuff. That's good stuff. And I'll make sure I type up the uh, phone number and the link for people to come um, that can buy tickets to the, to the show in Richmond. We'll definitely get that in the, in the lead-in article. Chrissy, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Yes, and thank you for reaching out to me on 
you know, on Twitter and Facebook, and, um, you know, it's, it, it means a lot, and I'll make sure that, uh, that I'm tweeting, and please make sure you send me the link and uh, so that I can post it on my website and get other people to listen. And, uh, yeah, thanks to the fans. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys have any questions, reach out to me, and we'll go from there.